Welcome to the Footy Stands Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this. I welcome back to another episode of the Footy Stands Podcast. We took a little break, but we're back now. And I want to say thank you to every single person who has subscribed and followed us on social platforms and uh, Spotify and, and Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it. So if you are listening now, uh, please share and tell your friends and ask them to subscribe. I'm trying to hit 100 subscribers at the end of this year, and I really appreciate it. So for today, we're doing something different. It's just going to be me and my guest, Joel. Joel, how are you doing? Uh, very good, very good, very good. Well, <laughs> yeah, very okay, good. So, uh, <laughs> wait, what is it? Yeah, the very good is just the you know the generic very good. Currently, football wise, <laughs> not so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Let's jump right into it. So, Joel is a Master City fan. Joel, tell us how you became a Master City fan and and how it has been for you. Well, how I became a City fan. It's a long story, actually. Um, well, I'm more of a Pep fan than a City fan. But, okay. Okay, starting from... I started watching football, let's say, 2003. Actively, let's say, 2005. Um, the last match I can remember was... like The first match I can remember was um, Liverpool-Milan. That, you know, glorious final. In yeah. Champions League. I, I was supporting Liverpool. For that <laughs> ironica, <laughs> but um, yeah, basically, then it was just Champions League. So, fast forward, I started supporting Barcelona that's the next year because of Ronaldinho. Then, you know, it was hard to follow up Barcelona because La Liga games were not that you know broadcasting. So, then I started supporting United because of Ronaldo, and uh, well. <laughs> then it was I was just a football lover. I loved people who had skills and everything. So fast forward to 2008, yeah, when Pep joined Barcelona, I was still a United fan. I think we won Champions League that year. Then you know when I watched Barcelona after Pep joined, it was it was magical. It was football like I've never seen. So well, then we faced them in the final. I think in 2009. Nine and I was actually supporting Barcelona in that game. My friends were actually very. It was a weird kind of setting. A United fan were supporting Pep Guardiola and Barcelona. So, anyways, till he came to City, I was actually rooting for him to come to United. Then United were facing a lot of. It was a bad time. We were going from David Moyes to Lee Van Gaal. So. It was actually a very easy time to switch when he moved to City. And that's how I've been a City fan since he became he became the manager of City. Sadly, for the first season, I was supporting both teams. But come on, it's not possible. So, yeah. anyways, now I've fully moved to, you know, supporting. And I'm very happy he signed the two-year contract so I can be a City fan fully for the next two years. Well, if he leaves... I think I'll still be supporting City because I, you know, I love the club. It's it's a new club, and you know, you're part of the current history, or you're part of the history of the club. Like, so it's not like the normal United that you hear things in 1980 that you didn't even know about. But so 
as I've been a City fan. Okay, yeah, so it's been a glo- it's been what? It's been a glorious time since Pep joined, and hopefully it continues. Okay, yeah. so uh, Pep's first season was wasn't really successful. I think that's the first season he trophyless in his career. Uh, if I yeah. if I remember correctly, yeah, and people yeah. started saying that oh, the Premier League is too good for him. You know, he can't do it in the Premier League. Then fast forward the year, he did something nobody in the history of the Premier League has done and has been able to do since. He got 100 points and was one of, in my opinion, that's the best team in Premier League history, in my opinion. My, my opinion. People might, want to, <laughs> yeah, people might want to say Chelsea, people might want to say the Invincibles, people might even say um, Liverpool of last season were better. But in my opinion, that Manchester team was on another level to the other teams in the Premier League, you know. But for some reason, Pep Guardiola didn't really get his credit. And I think it's because of the amount of money he spent to get it. Because everybody would be like, well, that's the minimum requirements you have to you have to do. And you have to reach if you spend that yeah. amount of money. So me how you felt about that first season. Um, okay, first season. Hmm. First season was... It was sad that we lost, that we, we went trophyless. But um, the thing is, I never doubted Pep for one, like, not even for a second, because um, the first 10 games, they were, you know, they were signs of better things to come. We, we won the first 10 games that season, and we were playing, you know, high-intensity football, very scintillating football. It was different from one, what everyone in the Premier League had been playing. So, I knew, okay, yes, this is this is going to be great. But it was clear then what was wrong, the parts we needed to improve on in the team. And um, it's, you know, we lost that after sports. I can never forget that game. Um, yeah, yeah, a white hat lane. And I knew, okay, this the reason why we lost was because, you know, the, the squad was an aging squad. We were playing... Um, Guy Clichy, he was a 33 year old fullback, and we, we all know how Pep Guardiola loves his fullbacks to be very dynamic. So it was very clear he Pep had to change the you know his style and his intensity for the long run. And um, I think my my worst part of that season, the lowest point of that season was when we lost to Leicester. I think that was. 5-2, I can't remember the scoreline currently, and also when we lost FA Cup to Arsenal. So, yeah, but, you know, we knew the squad needed a rebuild and where well, we got it the next season and it was, you know, the best the best ever team the Premier League has ever seen, in my opinion. Yeah. Alright, so, for people always use this uh, Pep spent money. Check, check the money manager, and check good. <laughs> Well, yeah, checkbook and everything. So, do you think that Premier League team doesn't get, or that Smart City team doesn't get enough credit that as it should be? Yeah, it doesn't because we there were about eleven exits from a squad of twenty five, and we know how the current market works and how it is impossible to actually rebuild without spending money, and um. He's um he's he's a manager that manage he's a big team manager. Obviously, he's going to be spending a lot of money. 
So we bought about, I can't remember now, about five new players that season. And to be honest, they, they were they didn't, the highest, you know, the the most expensive signing in Pep Guardiola's reign is still, um, is still in Man City, is still Rodri. So yeah. we, ju- we just bought a lot of players, but it's not as if we're overpaying for those players. So we needed to buy a left back, a right back. Obviously, we bought Kyle Walker for 50 million. Goodbye. Mendy, not so good, but about 40 million. We bought Sunny, we bought Gundogan. And to me, checkbook manager only comes when people are trying to, you know, of course, people will try to build to your success and undermine it. But to be honest, he just wants quality players and he knows how to get those, you know, let me say, just quality players and turn them to superstars. That's, that's his philosophy. So I, I never believe, whenever anyone sees checkbook manager, I say, oh, well, go for, go for yourself. Man. Like, he's still the greatest <laughs> ever manager. <laughs> no, but see, I think he, they have a point because when you spend that much, you know, people just assume that it's unfair to the other teams. And that season, the but, reason why people didn't... Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Well, the thing is, money, um, money doesn't play football. That's what I always say. It's players that play. If you can... I think um last two seasons Fulham spent about 140 million in the Premier League and you know they got relegated. So it's not really about spending money. It's not an automatic okay, I spent money, I should get results. Or I would get results. So big teams spend money. So but if you have a manager that spends money and gives you results, why not? Every big team spends money. Every single big team spends money. So, I felt he overachieved with that team because we actually right. played the full. He played. We played the full season with Delph as a left back. Fabian Delph was our left back, and you know, it was still a very magical season. So, I can say he overachieved, even though he spent money. He had to lose a lot of players and get in a lot of players. So, why he spent that much was because of the transfer market, in my opinion. All right, so um, let's move on to. Uh, we're still on that season. That was the birth yeah. of one of the greatest rivalries in the Premier League history, in my opinion, Liverpool and Man City. So in yeah. January 2018, Liverpool completed the signing of Virgil Van Dijk and sold Coutinho Barcelona. So yeah. instead of replacing Coutinho directly, Jurgen Klopp transformed the team and made them just unplayable. And then um, we faced each other in the Champions League and, you, you know, remember what happened when we won uh, Mosala and Firmino. I don't want to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Those are bad memories. Okay. But, um, uh, but what, how do you feel about Liverpool and that rivalry when it began? Do you think it was going to be something special or do you think that Manchester would just blow them away because they had all the money, they had all the resources and Maybe you felt like Liverpool were just lucky and performing on momentum. Did you feel that way? How are you feeling when, uh, you know, because well, I know we, okay. we stopped the unbeaten run in the league, then we won, it, then we won in the Champions League. So that's when, that's when it began. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that season when we're beating everybody. Liverpool was the only team I feared. Even when we beat them 5-0 first leg, I felt okay. 
they will see the, they will see a part of me that felt okay but well because of money red card because they could have actually been a goal up like i remember that salah chance i don't know if you do it was yeah. on salah chance just right before yeah so at that point liverpool was the only team in the premier league i felt could match us man for man and you know going into that game in january i think january 4th that's or I, I can't remember the exact time i was actually scared oh god these guys again and that was that was another bad time for me because it was depressing that loss was actually very depressing so well Liverpool was always a team that would challenge us. I knew that. And they acquired Virgil van Dijk, which I felt at that point I was I was actually, you know, clowning Liverpool for spending that amount of money on Virgil van Dijk. Although that was because I was also very envious. I wanted Virgil van Dijk, but, you know, City and being very stingy about transfers, he refused to pay the $75 million. So, but after the signed Virgil van Dijk, I knew, man, this is going to be horrible. Then, the Champions League, I actually felt we should have gone through, if not for we're very, very unlucky. And unlucky? I, I really don't know. Yeah, I felt we were unlucky, especially the second leg. Um, we could have come back. I think they disallowed one. Yeah, that's San Ego. Okay, yeah. It was disallowed. Yeah. And I felt if we had scored, that, that was just right before the... Before halftime, I felt if we had scored, we could have had a better chance to come back. And it was just, it was very, very tough. It was, it was tough for me because Liverpool were the ones that ended our unbeaten run. And it was like, you know, adding salt on, on our wound. So the rivalry is still, I feel that's the greatest match, or that's the biggest match currently in football. And yeah. I hope it continues like that. Thank God we still have Pep for two years. Although this season we've not been doing, we've been doing okay. We'll get to that. Uh, we've been doing very badly. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that. Yeah. So move on to uh, yeah. 18, 2018, 19 season. And in my opinion, in my lifetime, that's the best season of football I've ever witnessed. That's that's the absolute best season. New performance, because. I feel like we didn't get enough credit for how well both teams played that year. Manchester got 98 points and Liverpool got 97 points. 97 points. Beating every single team in the league. And Liverpool got 97 points while getting to the Champions League final. It has never been done. People who uh, have massive points in in the Premier League they usually go out of the Champions League quarterfinal or don't even play in the Champions yeah. League. You understand? I think the closest was Mourinho, yeah. who got 97, 95 points, but crashed out um, in the semi-final. That was the closest. No other yeah. has done that. But Manchester City and Liverpool, you know, so that consistency, I think it spoiled a lot of people. And if it was Manchester United and, let's say, Arsenal or Man United and Chelsea doing it, the media would love it. But it doesn't give uh, Liverpool and Manchester. They didn't give enough. Yeah, they didn't give us enough credit, you know, especially Man City. You know, exactly. See, okay, when people argue against me that when I say the Centurions were the greatest ever Premier League team, people bring up, you know, the Invincibles and Chelsea of two, 204, 205 that had 95 points. And 
And I, you know, I bring up the fact that Liverpool 2018-2019 was better. Like, statistically, they were better than Chelsea's 0-4-0-5. Like, statistically. Because yeah. 0-4-0-5, all they did, all they did was they conceded 15, just 15 goals in, in the season. I think they had a lot more draws and... You know, I think they lost the same amount of games with Liverpool. Yeah, they lost that, one game. Man City, ironically. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So basically, it's if if you if you if you if you if you put them man for man, like team for team, Liverpool 17, 18, 17, and nineteen was better than that Chelsea team, and they still did not win the league. So if you now say and. Man City 17-18 was better than 18-19. So that means definitely Man City 17-18 was way better than that Chelsea team. And that season, it was it was an it was a glorious season. I'm not sure if football has ever seen anything. Football has definitely never seen anything like that. Yeah. I can never forget um the game we won at the Etihad, that 2-1 game. Yeah. To date, that's the best ever football match. I can watch that game anytime, any day, over again. Even it was 19 minutes. we lost, even Liverpool fans, they look back at that match with like fond memories, with uh, this uh, money chance that Stones cleared off the line, which for me was good. Yeah. With the beautiful football he played. You know, it was like, it was a battle of like Titans and we lost, but we lost with our heads held high. And after that, we just kept exactly. on doing our thing. But, Unfortunately for us, Manchester kept on doing that thing too. Understand? So continue. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was 90 minutes of glorious football, and that was just the peak of our rivalry. It was imagine he play Bernardo Silva ran about 13.5 kilometers that game. That's unreal. That was madness. Everyone was mad on that game. It was even I I I couldn't sit to watch that much. I was on my feet all through. Even in my sitting room, so it was. Well, that season is so good that a team actually won um, fourteen straight games. City played. City won fourteen straight games to win to win the league. Yeah. Putting it into perspective, yeah. Before our before the record of seventeen straight wins in the league, I think the previous record was fourteen wins. I think that was Conte. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then that was the longest winning streak in the Premier League, and that was a crazy thing. Before we broke it in seventeen eighteen, and the team actually did that exact same thing to win the league. It shows on real consistency. And it, shows it wasn't like everybody was chasing you. Liverpool were always, at, we're at, always on. So you was so, as a, it was still the, and you know when to the it was still the literal wire, like that last day I can never forget that game. It was <laughs> when Glenn Morris so scored. I was like I was in dreamland because <laughs> what happened against Barcelona. But when Glenn Morris scored, I was like Jesus Christ, these things don't happen to me. It's, it's happening again. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? But then I think scored immediately after. Then Laporte scored. Yeah. Yeah, Laporte scored, then you know, I think Mares scored, and Gundogan just sealed it. But 
I was you know, my, my heart I was if 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 Aguero had not scored like a few minutes after, I don't think we would have been able to bring ourselves back up because the the tension in that stadium was crazy, even for <laughs> mid um thousand thousand kilometers away from you know Brighton. I was feeling the pressure. It was crazy because we cannot win thirteen straight games just to mess up at the final day. So, and you know, I think three games before we had like a goal line. Um, yeah, against, yeah. against Burnley. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the game before <laughs> companies, you know, when companies did that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. When company scored that goal against Leicester, tell me how you felt. I cried. That's the only <laughs> time I've cried for football in my life. Like, I actually tweeted it. That's the only time I've cried. I actually could not celebrate that goal. I just started weeping. Like, it was... Because I knew if he did not score that goal, there was no way we were going to score Leicester. And it was... <laughs> nah. Tears of joy. So, after all this, you know, all this series of events that happened, it was... It wouldn't have been fair for us to lose that way. So... And also, if you, if you switch over back to Liverpool's run, so it wasn't fair on them. They were amazing all through the season. Just one, just one loss, and that was against Man City. They were literally faultless all through the season. But man, that season was was remarkable. But it doesn't. It should be. We should have like replaced. It should be like. It should be like number one in the Hall of Fame. But because it's Liverpool and City, no one. Really, you know, regards. Well, I think people, people regards that who think because we're so consistent. You did you did hundred. Liverpool did uh, ninety seven. You did ninety eight. And Liverpool did ninety nine. They yeah. got used to consistency. They have never seen something like this before. We, we set the yeah the bar was set too high. That's why. Come when, on, before, before yeah. when when Liverpool yeah. lose a match now, everybody on Twitter, social media, yeah. everybody, all the pundits, they start saying. Liverpool are not that good. All the fans, no all the fans on, on Twitter, they say, oh, Liverpool are not that good, you know, that slacking defensively. People just forget. Liverpool won 18 games in a row. Drew against my United, they won another 18 games in a row. Bro, they are levels. <laughs> they are levels. And people just forgot about how good Liverpool were. We just beat their start 3 0. And this was a team that won six nah. straight games. Scoring seventeen goals and considering two, and Liverpool beat them three easily with how many injuries? Wow! So I think people just got used to our consistency. So when the bar drops a little bit, like a, a little millimeter, everybody's head. Yeah, it becomes as if you're messing up. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, like I think the Premier League needs to credit Pep for setting the bar that high. You know, it, it was as if. Last season for the Liverpool team, you know, fantastic team. It was as if if you lost the game or if you dropped the points, you are not going to win the yeah. game. I think that's how every it was in every Liverpool's fans, you know, heart. Yeah. Because you know, previous previous season before that, it was as if just because of a few draws, I think against West Ham and Everton, that's why they lost the league. Yeah. And you know, it was like we cannot afford to drop a point. Yeah. You know, before Pep Guardiola came to, you know, the Premier League, you can actually afford some, some draws here and yeah. there, some from few losses here and there, and you still win the yeah. league. Uh, but you have to be faultless now. 
And yes. it's credit to him, truly. You have to. Yeah. Okay, so um if you're not if you're not Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, it was just I was just trying to see if you're not aiming for you have to be aiming for hundred points to <laughs> I was very happy people did not break hundred points last season. Yeah, because right. I think that was, I think I think we should, we should yeah. leave that for people. Yeah, I think you guys deserve that <laughs> that accolade. Yeah. Okay. Same way, so, I, I was happy, you know, Watford, you know, you guys lost to Watford. Let's, let's just leave the invisible for yeah, yeah. in Arsenal. Yeah. So let's move on to uh, the next season, 1920. And I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So, when um, Man City have lost, you know, so many key players, like Fernandinho, well, Fernandinho is still there, but his agent, Eyatouri, Vincent Company, the receiver was still there, but he was old. And Aguero was still there, but he's kind of old. He's not the same player he was. So these are like, Indeed. these are Man City legends, yeah. I know people talk about like old mm. legends, Cantonas and Canada, Glitch and everybody, but Man City's legends are today. And these guys are Man City legends. And yeah. the foundation of that club were built on these guys' leg. So I find it yeah. crazy how you guys have spent so much money, but still the core of the team still relies on players that were signed by Mancini and Pellegrini. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah, do. so, I like, like, and I'm going to say that it's Pep's fault, you know, because it has to be his fault. You can't believe that person, yeah. you understand? With all the money they spent. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, so, yeah. He, he, yeah. he has a lot of fault in, in you know, recruiting. And um, honestly, I felt at this point we should have like a new. I f- I still feel the, the you know the club is in transition from those David Silva days, company days, to a new. We're trying to find a new a new spine. Basically, it's not going to be easy. But um, if you look at the recruitment too, um, you have you have players of. You know, below twenty-five, that uh, are star players currently, and I feel it's not going to be a now thing. I think they need to play longer for for us to build up that spine over again, and I think it's we're in that direction. I I don't I don't expect us to, you know, come back and have a new David Silva or a new visa company. It's not it's not magic. Yeah. Although, yes, it's... Do you think the new crop of players... Do you think, if, like, Phil Foden can replace David Silva? Do you think um, Rodri can replace Bernardinho? Or, or Bernardo Silva can replace Ayaturi? Or Diaz can replace company? Do you think Jesus and Aguero... Do you think these guys were good enough to fill those shoes? Do you think so? Um, honestly, okay, for David Silva, I don't think we'll ever have a player like David Silva. I think Phil Foden will just be his own player. But David Silva will always be David Silva. But in terms of company, I think Diaz and Laporte, I think it's a very, very good partnership. It was good business. And I think over the next two, three years, they should have formed, you know, a very good defensive partnership. And in the midfield, that's where I have a problem. Because honestly... I do, I do not really trust Rodri. Although I'm still giving him, you know, time. 
Um, that's probably because um, I'm basically compare him like for like with with Fernandinho. But if you look at it, there are two different players. Fernandinho is more brute, more agile, and even at his age, he's. But Rodriguez tends to just try to you know be tactical about it, and sometimes it costs us a lot because in a in a point where Fernandinho like sniffs out the danger five seconds ago. Yeah. Rodri would try like five seconds later and he would yeah, fail yeah, and yeah. go. So, yeah. So maybe with time he would he would fit into the team. But I think we need a better partner for Kevin De Bruyne. It's currently he's the only one in that midfield that tends to, you know, have some kind of big class about his gameplay. Come on, before now he had we used to have yeah Ture. And David Silva in the heart of that midfield. So now we have KDB, and I don't even know who plays the other side, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's Gundogan, sometimes it's Bernardo Silva, sometimes I, I really do not know. So I think Pep is still trying to find out his new spine. And with Aguero, obviously, age is catching up on he, you know, injuries upon injuries upon injuries. We would also need. Striker, and you know every every city fan is. I'm sure every city fan is with me on this. We don't really know if Gabriel Jesus is is the way to go in for our, for our striking. We don't we, we don't trust him. Sometimes he plays very good. Sometimes he's just not not nowhere to be found. So that's also something we need to recruit some key areas midfield. We also need to recruit striker. But see, this, this one, personally, this I what I'm saying. Good. Well, how much you get us for the last five yeah, years? It seems like you still. It seems like you still need more. You know, and okay. you have to form some well, for that. Well, not honestly. It's um, I I, w- I wouldn't blame him too much, because one, recruiting before Pep Guardiola came in was quite reactionary in my opinion. Come on, we're signing players like Fernando, signing players like um <laughs> Bonnie. signing already like so those are wasteful signings and we really needed to clean out the squad. So most of those players were just brought on to, you know, make like you know, immediate impact yeah. and, you know, just take the club from where it was to wherever they wanted it to. So I think now is the time. Actually, that's actually the plan of the of the club. They brought in Pep Guardiola to actually build up the squad to, you know, a whole new level. So now is the time they can buy young players and just trust them. So honestly, if you if you look at the amount he spent, I look at the players he brought in and not the amount. We've been trying to really change the whole team from all the Gekliti, Kolarov, the Nasri, the Silva, the company, that whole, because I feel in my head that was the old city. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, morph into a new city. So, it's going to take a lot. So, obviously, is trusted lot. to do this uh, change. Do you think he's the one that can, you know, review the team? Well, obviously, your owner. Well, so yeah, deal. I'll be biased. Yeah, I'll be biased because I always trust Pep. 
But yeah, I think he's the best person for this kind of task. He knows how he knows the right players. He knows the right players to sign. He doesn't just, you know, sign some players just for signing sake. He knows when. And now I feel he's more comfortable because the club trusts him. So he can actually sign whoever he wants to sign and nobody's going to question him. And well, hopefully the next two years I don't think it's going to be enough time to actually, you know, create a whole new spine. Honestly, um I have to give credit to Klopp here because if I look at Liverpool, they actually created a whole new a whole new team in a shorter space of time. Like they wiped off all them Ragnar Klavan of I, I don't remember their whole yeah, team before Klopp Put some came. respect on Clavan's name. That, that was my guy. That was my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Club did an amazing job. And, honestly, I think another thing boils down to injuries. We've had a lot of players that have not played a lot of games together. So, for example... And that slows partnership, that slows team dynamics. Liverpool have been lucky in that, that department. They've had players play for, you know, series of games together and that builds understanding. But in City, today, you see Laporte has gotten injured. Tomorrow, um, KDB, and that day, it's just injuries upon injuries. How Liverpool tends to get stay fit for a long period, I would never know. But, yeah, yeah in two years... With this same pace, yeah, I think we'll, we'll get that. We would have, you know, changed from the old city to the new city and probably start reaping results. So, yeah. Okay, so what are your expectations for this season? And so far, how are you feeling this season? What, what's going on? What's going on in your head? Honestly, this season, uh, this season has been tough. Very, 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 very tough. And, you know, I can't make excuses for this season. I only try to, but I think we are even underperforming. We are performing below the standards of the excuses you make. If I say, okay, a lot of teams do not have preseason, a lot, of, but we are not still performing as we are not matching those excuses. If you are not, if you didn't do preseason, doesn't mean you shouldn't score goals. Shouldn't mean you should just drop standards abruptly. If you say, um, if you say. Injuries. Come on, we've had we have a lot of talented attackers. We have Sterling, we have Bernard. There's no reason why those people are not producing results. So honestly, I really don't know about this season. It seems it season just started relatively, and to me, it's, it's almost as if it has ended. I think you should forget about the league now. We are about how many points are drift. I don't even <laughs> check the table anymore because. <laughs> this is almost no point. I think we just Liverpool win. They will be. They should be on eighteen points now. I don't know if I'm right. If you can confirm that now, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. Before we end, before we so, end, well, there, there's one thing people always attach to Pep Guardiola, and that is not winning the Champions League without Messi. So um, yeah, the Messi angle. Hopefully, he comes next summer. We were going to get there. We are going to get there. Well, so, uh, first season, he lost to Monaco. Yeah. That was a very good team, to be honest. And Fabinho, Mbappe, Falcao, Silva, those guys Mbappe. were actually a very good team. And you guys were 
was his first season, so let's just put them put it aside. But then next season, which is the best team in the Pep Guardiola era, lost to Liverpool and Liverpool. Liverpool team without Fabinho, without Allison, when Trent was having his first full season, you know that Liverpool team, and then. Mm. If it was Jose Mourinho, people would say that's unacceptable. If it was Ancelotti, people would say he's finished. If that was Klopp, you know how people mm. talk about Klopp. So, okay, give him a pass. Hope we became good the next well, season. Then uh, Spurs, that one is 100% his fault. He made some changes that, yeah. some changes that, um, you know, benching Sani and everything, you know, okay. We said, okay, maybe it's having a freak season and it happens. There's no way in hell you should be leaving. Leon. With the team you had and yeah. the formation you played. So, do you think that he will ever do it? Or do you think he's, he's not the right manager to lead it to the Champions? Because that is what you guys brought him for. You brought him to get the uh, uh, upper trophy, the elite level yes. trophy, you know? Yeah. Well, honestly, Pep Guardiola and 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 the Champions League it's it's a really really big thing, and I feel his problem generally is that his style of football is more let me say planned, more more artistic, more it's not there's very little pragmatism about his, his style of football. So when things don't go according to plan, it's very, very difficult to fall back or to bounce back. That's why, and with Messi in Barcelona, there was that element of, you know, unpredictability about his game. And he could just whip something out of nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I think in, in when, when, Inter, when Inter beat him in Champions League, it was tough for him because... Mourinho brought full-blown pragmatism and he couldn't handle it. So I, I think that's usually the problem with us in the Premier in the Champions League because a lot of teams, teams that come into these competitions are not small teams. And, you know, they know all these, you know, nitty-gritties, all these little ways to, you know, get results, either by corner kicks or this, or winning penalties or even just influencing the referee's decisions by pressuring him, all these tiny, tiny skills. But Pep Guardiola doesn't have that in his game. He just wants to play the normal football, tap, 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 pass, find the perfect goal. But there's a limit. That's why it works in the league because league is a long run. So over the if you if you do a lot of good games, you win the league. But Champions League is in one match. You need to be at your best for one match. However, you want to win it, just win it. And honestly, he needs that. For example, Liverpool, how Liverpool won um, Barcelona, that turnaround, it wasn't by tap, tap, tap. Come on, I think he scored about yeah. three headers. I can't remember. Yeah, so you need, you need those kind of you know, dead ball, those kind of go-from-nowhere situations. It's very tough in, in City. So if I say he can win City the Champions League, is very, very slim because a lot of things can go out of plan in the Champions League and it's very hard for a Pep Guardiola team to handle that. So everything has to go 
his way from beginning to end for him to win the Champions League. And that's very, very unlikely. And honestly, the last season against Lyon was his worst season because there was no excuse. Sports, you could say VAR, you could say a lot of things. You could say, you can blame it on luck. And yeah, but Lyon, there was, there was, it was, it was embarrassing. That that loss was was I think his worst for me his worst loss in the Champions League. He shouldn't be losing to Lyon, and I felt if and it was a one it was a one match thing, so it was play your best in this match and win. Come on, and also the players also let him down, but that's you can't blame. Yeah, the players but wait, 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 sorry. And I felt sorry. if you had, yeah, if you had, I I wanted to say that players actually let him down yeah. in that game. Sterling, Gabriel Jesus, and everybody. Like, you, yeah. can't you, like, uh, give the players some of the blame, you know? Uh, like I said, I think it's more of the style. It's, it's very, very, it's very, very planned. You need to, when, when, you know, when, when Madrid won those three, the three pits, it wasn't by, you know, tap-tap football. They were even very, very poor in the league. I'm not sure they won. Okay, I think they won the league just once yeah, in that three years. But in the Premier, in the Champions League, they were beasts. You have to be animals to win, to win the Champions League. And unfortunately, our team doesn't have those kind of warriors, those kind of fighters. So once once you you know score one or two, you weaken the team. And I think that's something. I don't, I'm not sure Pep has the personality to build players to that standard to be warriors. Yeah, so it's going to be very, very tough for I'll be very surprised if he won the Champions League in City. Everything has to go away to win that. But well, who knows? We could actually win it this season. This season that we're not doing <laughs> so good. It could be our yeah, season. That <laughs> would be crazy. Um okay, so final thing, yeah. let's just talk about Messi and and Pep Guardiola and his two years moving forward. So what do you think can achieve? And how are you excited about the future? Well, Messi. Honestly, who would do more Messi? He's old, old, but I wouldn't want him. He's old, but he. He's old, but he's Messi. Come on, he would definitely get you at least twenty goals this season, at least minimum, and. I feel he's a player that wants a new challenge. So, at least that first season, he will be very, very determined to, you know, make a mark and prove people wrong. So, at least we can enjoy that first season. So, yes, I actually want Messi. And honestly, again, for the, for the fans, I feel, I feel a lot of our fans still have some blame. We don't have that kind of atmosphere that... You know, it's very, very intimidating. I can never forget Liverpool, that Champions League match where the fans were actually throwing stuff at the bus. So, you know, fans are really, really passionate and want to win. We don't have those kind of fans. So Messi can bring that in the fans, make them actually want to watch football. The same with the way they've been, you have been City, there are no fans, no fans. We Messi will definitely have more fans. Who have more, you know, clouds. So yes, I want Messi. Ne- next, yeah, next two years for Pep Guardiola. I think what he should try to do is to, you know, build a continuity plan. 
he shouldn't try too much. He has won everything in Premier League. So I think we should actually be focusing more in championship. Let's buy players that will give us that. Let's build our team towards winning the Champions League. At least trying. Let's get to the semi-finals again. And, you know, push for it. Premier League, yes. Just try as much as possible. But all this Carabao Cup, FA Cup. Well, yeah. It's imp- everything is important for Pogba. But we really, really need... Champions League. He needs to actually we need him to say it here. Yes, he wants to win it. And he believes not all this, you know the way he dodges questions and um, whatever happens, blah blah blah. We need him to say he wants to do it so everybody can believe actually we can win the the Champions League. So well next two years, let's see if we can win the Champions yeah, let's League. Football is a funny game. I remember Chelsea when uh Roman Abramovich had some money and it came through. They were beating uh yeah, good time in the Champions League, and they were getting flogged every single time, and that was the <laughs> side. And funny enough, it was not the worst Chelsea side that won it, like with the Raul Morelas and the old drug band, old Lampard. So, yeah, it was, it's it was, crazy. It was crazy because who was the manager? I think they went with Matteo. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, football is very funny sport, and. Yeah, yeah, so even the good Liverpool team didn't now beat Chelsea in Champions League when we had Torres and the coin and everything. So, so uh, before we go, um, what are your predictions for the Premier League this season? Who do you think is going to win it? How are you impressed with it so far? And... Hmm. I've been okay. Honestly, this season has been. Anyhow, but I think Spurs have a very good chance. I think they they have the most balanced squad currently, and you know they have a good manager Mourinho, and they are getting good results. So it's either for me it's either between Spurs and Liverpool. Obviously, I don't think we are in the running, but I'll just add us for <laughs> you know adding sake. So it's between Spurs, Liverpool, and City for the league this season. All right, bro. I would have said Chelsea, but I don't think they have the. They have the facility. You don't have the. You don't have the mentality. Yeah. Okay, bro. <laughs> nice okay, bro. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was nice um, having this conversation with you. Um, I wish you could continue to be honest, but we've run out of time. If you made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Yeah. Make sure you share with your friends and your family, your group chats, your football lovers, and help us continue to grow. We're going to be having more competitions and more promos. And you can follow us on Twitter at Stands. And, you know, just keep showing your support in any way you can. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I would like to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year. Yeah. And that would mean a lot to me. You know, I'm really happy with how it's going so far. And thank you very much. And I hope you have a good week. Till next time. Peace.